The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's time for another off-season edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome in to the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. We're ready here over the next 45 minutes to run down everything mm. you need to know about the Cowboys off-season right here from the world headquarters. 45 of them things. Yeah, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. We got it all done. Chris Beam right. in the back. We've got Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. How's everybody? doing fantastic fantastic oh man it's been a great week of sports right it has it's been magnificent awesome week of sports oh my goodness because you talk about not only uh, did march madness come to a conclusion we had both final fours both of which were in texas mm-hmm. one in houston for the men the women were here in dallas and it was, was awesome dope. unbelievable yeah, the what an event final was ridiculous Ridiculous. Super cool. I mean, you talk about Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese. There's controversy there, but honestly, that's competitive. Oh, yes. I just love watching every, them compete. Every ounce of that trash two talking. Of the best in both players. directions. Yes. Two of the best players. Talk your trash, man. Since when can when, since when is it a sin to talk trash? Talk your trash, man. I don't know. Get like, out of like, here. This world is so sensitive now. I'm sorry. Call, you know, call it what it is. If, if you don't call it, no, no, no. Yeah, call, yeah. Use say the word. say the word that you want to say. Soft. S A W F T Soft. It's so I mean like I don't know what neighborhoods people grew up in, so I can't speak to that of which they're they're culturally inclined to. Um but in my culture that I grew up in, and I'm not yeah. talking about race, I'm just no, talking about just culture. Talk, yeah, yeah. Okay. Environment. Yeah, the environment I was in, right? Yeah. You talk smack. And, and, and like I tell my daughter, I told her in the middle of the game the other day, they were losing 1 0. And mm. I saw her, her head start to go down, and the rest of her team, I said, hey, 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 I called her out in the middle of the game. She turned and looked at me. I said, do you like the results? She was like, no. I said, then change it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Change it. Yep. If you don't like the results, change it. If you don't want somebody talking smack, change the results so they can't talk smack. Okay, guess what? People don't talk smack when they're losing. Yep. It's not this not what happens. No, you're right. Right? So like talking smack is a it's, it's a pride thing. And yeah, there's sportsmanship and all the other jazz. You can talk smack and still have and sportsmanship. And shake hands afterwards. And shake the hands fact. afterwards. But as long as we're competing between these lines, I ain't your friend. It's no. on. I'm not your no. friend. And if me talking smack gets in your head and brings your game down, then guess what? That's strategy, Kyle. That's mm-hmm. the exact point. Of talking smack. That's why, let's see, Michael Jordan talks smack. Tiger Woods talks smack. Charles Barkley talked all the smack. All of these great competitors, Tom Brady, talks Aaron Rodgers, the list goes on and on, and it, it transcends genres. Go to Formula One. How much trash talking gets? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. It's Nas- unbelievable. NASCAR. I mean, it transcends all sports. Yep. Trash talking is a rite of passage. I tell my kids, I trash talk to my kids when we're, when we're doing absolutely. just small things. We right? trash talk in absolutely. here. In here. <laughs> in here. Who makes it to the car first when we're going to the grocery store? Oh, you're so slow. Pick it up. Pick it up. My thing is, make sure you back it up. If you can back it up. Oh man, talk it. And both of those ladies could back it up. Absolutely. Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese could back it up. So And and even more so, be able to and and this is the the big thing, be able to take what you dish out. 
Mm. That's the key thing. So, Caitlin, much respect to her. Arguably, or maybe inarguably, the best player in the country. Okay? She's talking the smack. She was the one doing yeah, it. You gotta, yeah, you put it out, she you got to be able to take soccer. it. She was the yep. one doing you it. You put it out, you, you got to be able it. to take it. So, kudos to her because with all of this she backlash going against no, her. She, no, I think Caitlin she did didn't say, it. Yeah, 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 Caitlin didn't say a word. You no. know why? Because she's a competitor and, and she that's gets what comes it. with it. And she gets it. That's what comes with it. So, if the competitors get it, what is every what what are the spectators you know getting what? so we're riled up about? We're in cancel culture, man. That's listen. what we're in now. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Bottom line, cancel culture, man. Bottom line, so, play, play a sport and be good at it, and you'll understand why talking. Matter of fact, be good at anything, and then you can anything. talk trash. Be good at business, talk your trash about being good at sure. business. Sure, be be hey, the best. I know people of, who talk mess about spreadsheets. Th- I'm telling you, my spreadsheet's better talk, than yours. Talk Fire your trash. <laughs> Talk your trash. Let's go. All my sales connect. It's fun. Let's go. This wasn't exactly the road I wanted to go down, but I'm glad we I'm went sorry. down Let's it. Go. No, talk but your I'm trash. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my job here, and I'm gonna translate it back to the Cowboys. You said something. What you said to your daughter. You mm-hmm. said, if you don't like the outcome, change it. Change it. Fact. Change it. That's what the Cowboys are trying to do this offseason. Absolutely. They, they didn't like the outcome. They did not. Cowboys Nation did not like the outcome of nope. what happened against San Francisco. In the past. There's been a track record of not changing it, of just floating along. Mm. It feels like that's different. It feels like that's come to a, it's come to a head, and you're like, okay, now now it's time to really, like double really go over after this. Exactly. Sounds like they are mm. over it. They were ready to roll, which opens the door for the NFL draft. And part of the reason why I mentioned the great sports that are happening, because there was basketball, there was baseball coming back. Opening oh, day yes. was outstanding. The Rangers were killing it, for at least against the Phillies. Thank then, you, Rangers. Yeah, there by you go. The way. Yeah, all for you. From a Braves fan. They did it for you. Yeah. The And then you had like IndyCar, NASCAR trucks, whatever. You, you had so much sports in Dallas. You got the stars clinching the Stanley stars, Cup bur- a playoff bird. No doubt. But guess what? We're gonna see. I was right behind. You. It's draft behind. It's draft season. Maybe in the first round. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm not scared of the Kraken. It's okay. We just, we just won the last game we played against you guys. <clears throat> oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the we're not. See, there's the trash talk. <laughs> go. I was gonna say, come get some trash. Come get some more. Come get some more. Come get some more. Face each other in the first round. Come get some more. But it's, it's draft season. Yeah. All of this is happening, but it's still NFL draft season all mm-hmm. the way across the board. And the Cowboys are welcoming in prospects all this week. I mean, we're in the middle of 30, 30 visits. We have 15 players in across the, the way yeah. right now yeah. as we're speaking. I walked by Will McClay's office on the way in here. He's got a player in there. Dan Quinn's over there. Whole scouting department's up. They're all running around. Just, They're yeah, all getting a lot everybody. Of people walking around. It is a, an exciting time of year. So with that being said, we're going to talk a lot of draft in this episode. We're mm-hmm. going to talk some of the needs, where the Cowboys could go, how much have they covered their bases to allow themselves an opportunity to go play best player available. But we're going to talk about that later on. First, let's start with some news and notes. I was notes. about to say, I can't wait for news and notes because we've been waiting on this news to come through. We for have. Time. Um, and it, it's not uh, the length of news and notes is not as robust as it was past couple of weeks, sure. which is because the Cowboys were knocking it out the park the last two or three weeks in free agency. Um, but as things start to dwindle down, they only had a couple of uh, loose ends to try to tie up, one of which Jonathan Hankins. We talked about last Tuesday that the Cowboys were actively closing in on getting a deal done with Jonathan Hankins. Hankins. Indie face. And one day later, 
they did. Jonathan Hankins is back with the Dallas Cowboys, re-signed on a one-year deal. So the veteran big-body nose tackle that devours two and three guys mm. at one time in the middle of that defensive line, he's back. And that is fantastic for the Cowboys. Not to be uh, understated, cannot be overstated, his importance on that line. So the Cowboys, uh, they were also actively trying to get Carlos Watkins back. You can't keep them all. Um, Carlos Watkins did have a deal on the table, and he opted for a a fresh start uh, with the Arizona Cardinals on a one-year deal. So they did lose Carlos Watkins. Stings a bit if you understand the impact of Carlos Watkins in in that it's also bigger than his stat line. Um, but the exclamation point for me is Jonathan Hankins mm-hmm. coming back on a one-year deal, which not only provides them insurance at the nose tackle, um, it, it gives them a starter. <laughs> I mean, they have their starter back at the nose yep. tackle position. Yeah, that's a starter on defense. You, you added two starters via trade with Cooks and Gilmore. Right now, if you had to play a game today, you have every position covered. You have every single position along the way. You got your wide receiver core. You got the running back, hopefully. I mean, no I guess not today. Not today with Tony Pollard and the injury, but you at least have Ronald Jones, who's uh, somebody that could happen. That's probably the one area, yeah, right? We don't know about you, but yet we'll find out. And the goal is for him to come in and, and show himself at left guard and mm-hmm. hopefully be that for the Cowboys. But until we know, we don't know. So as we have this conversation, sure. we don't know. So that's still a gaping hole. And you've got your linebackers. Depth-wise, I think your Depth, linebackers. Yeah. Behind Damone Clark, you have Layton. a ton of question marks. you got Layton and you got Damone, and those are your solids. Yep. Behind them, obviously, Anthony Barr remains a free agent. But uh, you talk about Malik Jefferson, um, you know, Devontae Bond, Harp. I mean, these are practice squad guys. Jabril Cox needs to step up and show his game and he understands that Mm -hmm. Um, now he'll have a lot more time removed from that torn ACL the Cowboys are going to expect him to be an impact player but again that's still a question mark the only two linebackers that you're confident in right now is Leighton Van Der Esch and Damone Clark so at the top of your uh, depth chart at linebacker you're golden you feel fantastic once you get to LB3 and below especially considering you lost Luke Gifford to the Tennessee Titans uh, you're not feeling great so that's a position as well that needs to be addressed 2011 2013, 2014, then you go to 2022. Every one of those years, the Cowboys took an offensive lineman in the first round. Took an offensive lineman in Tyler Smith. Last year, you would double dip, much like you did in 2013, 2014. You took Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. And that hmm. was a center. How'd that work out? And that was a guard. Worked out pretty Worked good. Worked out pretty darn good, didn't pretty it? Good. So, so, are you I'm, – I'm asking you guys – I, I know most of Cowboys Nation is okay with it. Are you okay with taking a guard at 26 for the second straight year? Yep. Yes. Why is that? Because, because you need it. Well, first of all, the guard you took last year is technically your left tackle. It's going to be your tackle, right? Yeah. So if you look at it from that perspective alone, you're not taking a guard okay. back technically to back, yes. back to yep. back. You yeah. took your future left tackle, and then you hopefully you're getting your future left guard. And you need it. So absolutely. And you need it. So I know you guys have have kind of started diving in and looking at these prospects, like Trey Songs. Yeah, which uh, which there's two <laughs> names there, and we've mentioned this a couple times. There's two names there. Steve Avila from TCU is one of the names, but probably the most likely name is Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Which one of those two guys do you like better? Which one of those? I guys, honestly like Avila better, and and you know I'm on record as saying that a few weeks ago mm-hmm. while Torrance was already getting some interest from the Cowboys at the Combine. We confirmed that with him at the Combine. Just And we talked about it here recently. You could go either way and not be fine with that. 
Um, I think I'm 51-49 toward Avila, though. And, but I would toss a third name in there, and, and maybe not as a first-rounder, but someone to consider mm-hmm. after the first round would be Mafi out of UCLA. Um, so that's an interior offensive lineman that the Cowboys might be interested in, probably at this point. If he's not already in the building for the official 30, might be before uh, the draft arrives. As, f- as far as my knowledge goes, I do not think he's a 30 visit. We'll, Mafi is. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah. a name to keep an eye on, but not for a first rounder. Something after, sure. after the first round. Yeah. But for first rounders, I'm I'm fifty one forty nine Avila. It's something about that 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 kid, that TCU kid. I I just I love what he does. And this is also speaking from, you know, a, a dogs fan, a UGA alum. And I know we we did what we did to TCU, but I was looking at guys like Avila to see how they were performing, to see um, what their morale would be, what their motor would be once the score began to kind of get out of hand. And he just kept going. He kept motoring. He kept motoring. And that's the kind of kid that, you know, you, you would want on your offensive line. He mauls. He gets the job done. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Uh, and he's difficult to move. So I'm, I'm here for that. That's Antonio Mafia at a UCLA. Yeah. A little, I like that because if you, don't, if you don't go with one of those two guards early, Torrance or Avila, you're probably pigeonholing yourself into either trying to move a guy from tackle again or you're taking a guy later. Right. You're not going to – and the guys later are not that great. I'm just going to say it how Fair. it is. The interior offensive linemen in this class are not great. Do you have a, a problem or concern with uh, Mr. Osiris Torrance's size? I have a concern on the way that he played heavy. I don't have a concern if he can continue to, to trim down and to lean up. And he has been. He play, His playing weight at Florida was listed at 346. 346 is a lot, a lot for him to carry on that frame. Because like he's Nate, a big like dude. Newton. Yeah, but like not – he didn't move as well as Nate did. Let's say <laughs> gotcha. it that way. Okay. He, he's down to 330 as late as the combine. So the last time he was measured in officially – he was 330. So he's already dropped 16 pounds, which is a significant difference. You can see it in his frame. If he can continue to lean up, I don't have a problem with it. What do you want to see him at, at the guard position, weight-wise? Uh, he's 6'5 now. 320, 325. Yeah, that's, that's, low that's low 320s. Let's go. And I'm I'm all in. Give me Osiris Torrance at 26 and let's ride this puppy. Because he's a great run blocker. It's whenever he gets puppy. in the press set, pass sets that he's kind of – he labors. He's got heavy feet. You usually want to see quick feet, heavy hands. He's got quick hands, heavy feet, so it's mm. backwards. Mm. You don't want it that way. I want to see him trim down a little bit. Maybe that'll help with the feet. His power is there. He's got heavy hands. Mm-hmm. He's got that that power. I think there's a way that he gets better, and it's just by leaning up. See, I, from conversations with Nate and other former offensive linemen, it's easier to teach run blocking yeah. than it is to teach pass blocking. So if you have – the ability to pass set mm-hmm. and have good feet and you're a big boy, it's a lot easier for your brand new offensive line coach to teach you how to go ahead and be a big nasty and mm-hmm. get down there and move some guys out the way when it comes to the running game. So if you had the choice looking at it from that perspective, I'd much rather have somebody who's fully confident in their pass blocking abilities than in their sure. than, than their run blocking and having to teach them how to protect number four. Yeah. Torrance, Torrance and, and Tyler Smith have a couple similarities. Mm. I mean, Torrance is a bigger human than Tyler Smith yeah. was, and he doesn't move as well as Tyler Smith does, which 
kind of shows that he's going to be a guard in the he's NFL. Inside, right? He's not going to play outside. He's yeah, not going to yeah. play tackle. box. Exactly. Put him in a, in a phone booth and let him ride. Yeah. But strength, they have double-plus strength, plus-plus strength. Whereas movement-wise, that's where there's a bit of a, a concern. So having both of those guys as your future left side of your offensive line, does that concern you at all because they're very similar in the way that they play? Does that mean that you have just a full-fledged weakness on that, that side of the offensive line for your future moving into I the would, next couple I years? I wouldn't view it like that simply because uh, I'm I'm super confident in the athleticism of Tyler. Okay. And, and I feel like uh, what we saw from Tyler Smith uh, in year one as far as from an athletic standpoint, that wasn't it. Like, there's there's more room to grow there, and that should terrify. All right, but wait, there's more. But that should terrify some opposing edge rushers. Um, seeing this, this, you know, this young man going into year two already having displayed the athleticism that he displayed in year one, being able to flex in from guard to left tackle and, and do whatever they need. And then at left tackle, yes, he had some, you know, some penalty issues with his hands getting a little grabby. But once he solves that penalty issue, I'm not worried at all about Tyler Smith th- Smith's athleticism. I think that that would help keep Torrance out of trouble. So I think those two players will be great together. Um, I'm still 51-49 on Avila because of that particular thing. If we're talking about athleticism, I think sure. Avila is more athletic than Torrance. I, I would think, agree. Yeah, I think he can move his mass uh, better, quicker, and he has more control of it at the point of attack than Torrance. Now, does that mean that he's light years beyond? I wouldn't yeah. say that. I think the 51-49 for me goes to the athleticism, but also because as we're talking about, Torrance has – too much mass right now. So you don't want him to get too lean because you want him in the phone booth, but at the same time, you you don't want him lumbering either. No, and as I'm looking at these guys, Torrance, when you think about it in context, is actually smaller than Avila currently Um, because he's more stretched out. He's so you mean frame wise? Frame wise. He's six five three thirty. Frame wise. Versus Avila sure. is Avila six three three thirty. Frame wise, true story. So he's more compact. He's more of a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Than even Torrance's. No, you're right. And and if you were to slim down with Torrance, it would even be a little bit more so spread out. So, yeah. And I would agree Avila with moves better. I would agree that's with what, you in terms of Avila. Yeah, Avila moves better. I, I have it's easier to get underneath Torrance based yep. off a of height. Correct. Just saying. So you're talking about hydrant. leverage then? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about stuffing 330 into a 6'3 frame instead of a 6'5 frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a major difference. The way the the scouting report that I have on Avila, I said athletic and versatile up front, plays with a strong base and does not get out muscled by anybody. Moves well for somebody his size and has good balance on the move. Footwork is clean and he can seal a block well at, whenever he's run blocking. Mm-hmm. Not polished with his hand technique, so I'm not. I, I wasn't impressed with his hands whenever I was watching. I watched Georgia. I'm just gonna let you say go dogs. Mm. Go dogs. There you go. Uh, Kansas, Michigan, moment. Oklahoma. Yeah, I appreciate it. But, yeah, Kansas, Michigan, Oklahoma. So I watched them against a couple different fronts. And the strength is there, but his punch is often off balance and inaccurate. Whenever he's having to reset his hands, he has trouble. Okay. So there was times when he gets wiped yeah, away yeah, yeah. and he has trouble resetting, grabbing again, and more, making it happen. Who are you more confident in getting out on the edge? Getting out on running wise, mm-hmm. death. Ooh, that's tough. Avila, because I think Torrance is a hell of a run blocker. And yeah, I'm, talking this about, is, I'm talking about pulling. Yeah, pulling is, it, it'd probably be Avila. There you go. 
I so I grade on a seven point scale. That's what I've done, and it's different for each point. Is what I kind of feel like they fit into from a, a a rookie standpoint, and then a developmental standpoint. I have Torrance as a second round grade, which is a five point nine. I have Avila as a second round grade. I have it as a five point eight. We were, we were so right it is there. right yeah, there. So you're I mean, like they're 51, touching 49, tags. Torrance, some fifty-one forty-nine. If Avila. either one of those guys is a first-round pick, I'm okay I'm with okay it. I'm okay with because it. especially at twenty-six, we talked about it before. That's you have second like round pick. You have 80, 80 to twenty first-round grades on your board, right. and depending on what they think across the way, they may think Avila is a first-round grade. I get it. Yeah, they may think Torrance is a first-round grade. I'm okay with both of those guys. Are Same. they my favorite player across the board? Probably not. There's probably going to be a first-round player there. So that's when I think the conversation would happen. But we'll continue to have the Avila and Torrance battle. Yeah, maybe. Don't know Washington. Uh, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about later. We've we've hit the first round. (laughs) Let's talk about some later round picks and some picks that might surprise you. Some Mm. under-the-radar possibilities for this Cowboys team when we come back right after this on Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, you can get ready to welcome in a new draft class with the 2023 New Era Draft hats that are available now. Grab yours at the nearest pro shop or log on to DallasCowboys.com, a Fanatics experience. Uh, Before we get into the second segment and we move on from the first round possibilities for the Cowboys, I want to hit this stat that uh, this is according to Pro Football Focus. I, I was talking about the pass set ability of Osiris Torrance, and I, I gave it a bit of a knock because sometimes he does labor with the feet. But through 3,000 total snaps, he didn't allow a 
single, or excuse me, I'm going to take it back. That was through his career. His career was 3,000 snaps. Through his 1,500 pass blocking snaps. That's right. He had zero career sacks allowed. Wow. I'll tell you what, that's provoking. Now, from, it's from a guard it's position, so it's going. different. Remember, guard, guard sacks and tackle sacks are completely different. They're it's important to know, Kyle. But it is important to note that when he is in the game, there mm-hmm. were zero sacks allowed by him in 1,500 pass-blocking sets throughout his Florida career. I like it. I like it a lot. So like a that's, lot. that's with Torrance. So even though we're knocking his pass-blocking – there's still a pretty darn good And the most mentality. dangerous guys in the NFC East and the defensive line come from the interior. Yes, they do. At least that's what we've been taught by Zach Martin. Thank you very much, Zach Martin. All right, let's talk about some of these second or third round guys. Day two. We're going to hit day two here. Any position. Let's say they do go offensive line in the first. Yep. What What is the potential of what you could see in the second round? Linebacker. Okay. Is that what you like? Like it. Okay, fair. fair. I wouldn't be mad at that. I I would be very happy. I would because what you know what the Dallas Cowboys have positioned themselves very well mm-hmm. for the draft, and you got to love it. Tell me about it. In recent years, the Dallas Cowboys have went into the draft with gaping holes at multiple positions. Okay, that they need to address through the draft. And there were a couple times that they covered their bases, but you're right. Starter wise, you didn't have them. You're right. Now, they have been able to retain, as we just mentioned at the top of the, the top of the hour, they were able to retain majority of their starting roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, aside from the one offensive line position that you can address most likely at twenty six, okay. now you're just playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Okay, you definitely need to address the linebacker position because of depth, right? But you guess what? You have picks so that you can do that. Right? And you're not worried about it. You're not worried about getting your guy or a, a, a quality player with your second-round picks. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have options. Okay, They're not stealing linebackers like that in this draft. Okay, So you address your offensive line, and now guess what? Now let's go ahead and grab ourselves a linebacker, and then we can just, just see wherever else we want the next best play. And you're hunting traits. You're, you're just hunting at that point. Yep. right? I'm just shooting whatever flies across my table. Mm-hmm. Okay, That looks good. But you don't have a need beyond that point. Okay. You have likes, you have wants, needs are something totally different. Teams that need have needs going into draft, multiple needs are in a bad position when it comes to the draft, I believe, because now they're just watching their guys get picked off and then mm-hmm. you get desperate. You get desperate. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could get, uh, and you're not wrong, and I'll preface this by saying I would be completely fine if it was linebacker in the second round. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd applaud because we just talked about the depth issue behind uh, behind Damone Clark and Leighton Vanderesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also be pleased if it were a tight end being selected no. in the second round. And here's why. And, and for those that are saying, and what's, <laughs> no. weird, what's, no. weird, what's weird to me is, um, you know, in, the, in Twitter, in the Twitter's verse, they're saying, well, we don't have a need at tight end. Well, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. And, and they're saying, well, even without Dalton Schultz, we don't have a need. Well, yeah, you do. Because mm-hmm. not entirely dissimilar from the linebacker situation, you got two guys that you're all in on. You're all in on Jake Ferguson. You're all in on Peyton Hendershot. What you got behind that? And when or in I, front of it. Or in front of it. And when I pose that question, it's crickets, crickets and tumbleweed, right? So therein lies your issue. So for me, I look at a guy, and you could call it bias, whatever the case may be. If a Darnell Washington is still there in the second round, 
which is possible because I don't think that there's going to be this mad run on tight ends in the first round. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of capable tight ends. This there'll tight end be, depth There'll looks, probably be three or four tight ends. Right, taken. this tight end depth looks really good. Before 58, Yeah, before is. 50. It looks pretty good at the top of that uh, prospect pool. So it's possible that when you go on the clock in the second round that a guy like Darnell Washington will still be there. And if he is, I'd love his fit. And I'm not saying that from the, the aspect of a Georgia fan outside of knowing what his film looks like because I watched him play every single snap in Athens. I'm saying that from a pure fit standpoint. Jake Ferguson is your do-it-all guy, okay? He's the guy that's going to come in and and hopefully be equal or better than Dalton Schultz. Peyton Peyton, uh, Hendershot, that was Ferguson. Peyton Hendershot, he's your playmaker. He's your Blake Jarwin. He's your, you know, Mm -hmm. stretch the, the defense down the field. He's your yak guy, okay? But do you have a mauler? As a blocker, no, you do not. No, you Neither don't. one of those two players I've mentioned strike fear in anyone's heart when it comes to lining up in the run game and bursting through the chest plate of an opposing guy. That's a Darnell Washington who— He's huge. He, he's a specimen, but also he's a specimen who's a mauler as a blocker. And, and the Cowboys, we all know the Cowboys, they want to run this football, okay? But he can also occasionally make the big play down the field. Yeah, and sure. if he improves upon that ability and adds that to what he already has as a run blocker, what he already has as a physical specimen, my goodness, if you combine him with Ferguson and Henderson. You know what? I, I, I'm with you. I will retract my previous statement. Oh! If... Darnell Washington is available. There's no way Double J passes on. There you go. He he seems like Air a Jerry five. guy, right? He's a Jerry guy. He's, he's not he's not passing on a physical specimen. Like, he, you know Jerry. He's like, God dog, God dog. God hey, dog. hey, Will make the call. I tell you, Will what? make the call. Look at look at that dude right. He's six seven, two hundred seventy pounds. God dog. You put him right at the end of that line of scrimmage, right there next to Tyron Smith. And I tell you what, he can go out there and grab that ball. He gonna make plays for us. Move mm-hmm. the dog on chain. Make the yep. call and salt the McGriddle. He's a weapon in the red zone. He's a weapon in the in the run game. Yep. He's bigger but, than anybody that's going to guard him. He's, no, he's, he's six, set, he's six he's foot seven, two seven. He's 40 pounds heavier he's than anybody unfair. that's going to be on him. The, the one. And, and you can't, you're not tipping your hand when he's in the game, because yeah. if you think, if you're a defensive coordinator, if you think, Oh, well, Darnell's in the game, this is going to be a run play. Okay. Yeah. Well then it becomes a release and he's up the field. And now it's him versus a safety or a DB. Not even fair. High point that ball. And it's a reception. The it's one, down. the one thing that I think he, and then I think he does fit here because like you said, Hendershot, your receiver, Jake Ferguson's your all around guy. Darnell Washington's going to be your mauler. He's yep. going to be your bulldozer. Because Jake Ferguson is your best blocker on the roster right now. Don't even give me Sean McEwen. That's not a uh, Sean McEwen's yeah, not, not a good blocker. If uh, Peyton Hendershot can possibly get it done when need be, and Darnell Washington, even though he's better as a blocker than he is as a receiver, he can be a receiver and he Correct. can be that changeup. The one thing I had against Darnell Washington with him at Georgia was a lot of the times with Georgia. They were putting games away early. Mm-hmm. He was more so a changeup than he was a game plan. He That's wasn't. Fair. He wasn't the game plan of what the dogs did. The dogs were because so good. Brock on the team all the, the way game through. Plan is Brock. The game plan was everybody else. The game plan was was okay. Let's get it to our playmakers, and then you know what? When we need to change things up, here's mm-hmm. Darnell Washington, and oh my goodness, he was able to play exceptionally whenever he got the ball in his hands because he was not the game plan. Right. Teams were trying to load out to stop other things. I like the way he plays the game downhill. I like the way he's he's a uh, he moves and shines as a blocker, but he also shines as a receiver. The one thing I have is that he wasn't a featured piece in this offense. The way that Dak Prescott plays the game, he likes to feature 
tight ends. You've seen it with Dal- uh, Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz. You've seen it with Blake Jarwin. You've seen it with Jason Witten at times. Even in the early years, they like to feature tight ends. Can he be a featured guy? That's my one concern. If, I think he can, but I just want to keep an eye seen on it. it. I so haven't like seen we, it. Like we mentioned earlier, you don't know until you know. Correct. That's fair. And and I guess I would counter that with, and it's not a, it's not a full counter as much as it is an asterisk, asterisk on what you're saying, mm-hmm. because you're not wrong, but you know that Jake Ferguson is, as we have this conversation, the feature. Mm. So he's 1A. Okay. Hey, Hendershot is 1B as the feature. So you, you'll get feature plays from Darnell, and it won't be entirely dissimilar from when he had to share the spotlight with Brock, who is, to me, the best tight end in the country. So when you have to share that spotlight sure. in, on that stage, and now you're coming into another big stage having to share the, the, the spotlight, my point is he's not unfamiliar with that scenario mm-hmm. in that when, he's not often going to be game planned for on a weekly basis by the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but he knows to stay ready when it's time for his number to be called as far as making the play down the field. He doesn't tune out mentally. He doesn't get down on himself mentally and no say, doubt. well, you know what? Well, I was the, I was the man at Georgia. You mean I'm going to have to play second or third? No, he's that used doesn't to worry be, me he, at all. Right. Yeah. He's used to being complimentary. He's going to maul, maul, maul. And then when he gets his number called, he's like, ready to go. And then maul, 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 ready to go. So he's he's acclimated to that. So would Ferguson be your number one? Darnell Washington's your number two tight end? I, I would I would argue, yeah. So I would argue, yeah. My counterpoint to that is are you gonna spend a second round pick? On a number two tight end. When it's Darnell Washington? Like, I, that, like that's where I have pause because there. Because you have to look. I want a number one tight end. I want somebody that's going to be better than Jake Ferguson. And I'm not knocking Jake Ferguson. He was a fourth-round pick last year for a reason. I'm ta- they had three other names in the fourth round that they liked better than Jake Ferguson last year. And I know that for a fact. The thing, the, the fact of the matter is Ferguson had a great rookie season. But is he ready to take over right now as tight end number one? We haven't seen it yet. I think he could, but there's guys that are so out there right now in this class that are better than Here's him. what I would say. What if it's a situation where, because again, we can only talk about what we know at the moment. As we have this conversation, even if Darnell Washington is the pick in the second round, mm-hmm. you're not going to say immediately that he's going to beat out Jake Ferguson because you saw what Jake Ferguson was able to do last season. Sure. Right? He's a key reason Dalton Schultz is not here anymore. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Both of those guys, Ferguson those, and, and Hendershot. Yep. So at the moment, Jake Ferguson has the throne. I think we could agree that Darnell could challenge for the throne. He could. As early as this training camp. But here's where it would either go in Darnell's favor as TE1 or Jake's favor as TE1. Who's the better pass catcher? And at the moment, the better and more refined pass catcher is Jake. Jake Ferguson. Yep. So, But I say that to say, who knows if that remains the case over the course of 2023 yeah. or in year two in 2024. Maybe... Darnell takes those strides, which will be expected, especially under the tutelage of a guy like Lunda Wells. You're going no to take, you're going to take strides. I trust, as them, a I trust him, and I trust that staff so, to yeah. utilize. What, what them, if yeah. I told you that you could spend a second round pick on Darnell Washington, get that physical freak of a man who's a mauler in the run game, who can get you the downfield plays when called upon, will never mentally check out. He might be TE two in 2023, but the potential of being tight end one, or at least constantly battling with Jake for that. For the next three years, I, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'd sign up for that. So, what do you think? You you threw the alley oop to me because uh, you know my guy Linda Wells. He, he's he's my, my my dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he is probably the most undervalued coach on this roster outwardly. 
saying, I guess, in the general public. Okay, I think he's starting to finally get the, the credibility. The credibility. Yes, yeah. and he very well should. Yeah, because every tight end you throw in that room gets developed. He's been. Yeah. They've been great. Yeah, mm-hmm. drafted or undrafted, mm-hmm. they get developed and then they play. Okay, uh, so Henderson. Yeah, Andre. so they need to go ahead and put some put some respect on his name. Continue to do so. If you were to go ahead and take Mr. Washington, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about you know TE one. And this is if he's available at fifty eight. I don't he's see a him good being enough available. prospect. I don't to see where him being available. Not even going to be there. I put that on the table. I don't see him being available. I hope he is. Okay, yeah. but I don't see a physical specimen. Crazier like things have happened. Crazier you're you're not wrong, happened. but crazier things. Absolutely, it's the draft. Um, one thing about sports, you can't teach speed, but you can teach technique. Okay. You can't teach a mauler, but you can teach somebody how to catch. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at options, <laughs> I can't teach 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 270, 265 pounds. I can't teach that. No, you're either that or you're not. I can't teach that size coupled with a dog mentality to block. Can't teach that. And the yeah. athleticism. I can't give you want to. Right? So you got the physicality, you got the physical size, you got the stature, and you got the mentality – can't teach that. But you know what I can't teach? I could take your butt out here on these jugs all day long. Yep. Mm-hmm. And show you how to catch Soften them all hands. Up. Soften them hands up. We That's can work on what that. Dalton Schultz right. had to do for Absolutely. a long time. Absolutely. Every every time he was here in the early parts of his career, and even later, I, mm-hmm. we saw it out there mm-hmm. even the last couple of years, he was the last one on the jugs. Absolutely. Every day. So when you was looking, the last one out. So there. when you're looking at the type of guys that you're going to be asking them to block, mm-hmm. I would much rather have a man of that stature and that mentality to be able to handle line. that. In the running game, the and then be able to call whatever pass game I want to hmm. off of it. Yeah, look at I like it. Look, look at the NFC East defensive lines and defensive exactly. fronts. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. If Darnell is there, you get Darnell, and you send him out to George Kittle University <laughs> to get those hands softened up a little bit, and he can be a problem. I just I get excited thinking about the probability or the possibility of teaming him with a playmaker like Hendershot with an all-around guy who can do it like Jake Ferguson and throwing those three that making a three-headed hydra throwing them all on the field in training camp over the next two to three years and saying who wants it more get after it because if you know anything and what we've learned about both Jake and Peyton those are some those are hyper competitive guys they're besties and everything but they're they're doing it the right way but they're hyper competitive against each other and Darnell is as well so when you throw that in the question is, well, will Darnell be your TE1? But he can be, but so can Jake. No. But in a couple years, maybe so can Peyton. And they're just throw him out there and let him fight for it. And while they're fighting for it, guess what you're getting from as, as Dak Prescott? Three security blankets. You're also getting a, a fantastic run blocker in Darnell Washington. And if you're the opposing defensive coordinator, if any two or three of those players are on the field, who's the ball going to? Yeah. And we're not even talking about just yet the Brandon Cooks and the CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup possibly having a resurgent year and then Tony Pollard back healthy and everything. Just from a tight end standpoint, two tight end set, are you sure that just because Darnell is on the field that it's a run play? No, you're not. Nope. I love it. Yeah. I no, it, it. it provides the ultimate change up if he ends up there at 58. Do you it, think that he's there? Do you think he's there? I think he's a top four. No, I don't, I don't think, I he's, think there, he's there. But again, stranger things have happened. He's, he's a great player. Yeah, <laughs> and and teams might be scared of this. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here I hear you. because no, that's, teams that's might fair. be scared every, of it. Every team 
can use a tight end. They may also be infatuated with it, and they may just snatch, snatch him like every that. And, and, but I will also say, as much as we are praising Darnell Washington, and rightfully so, uh, I don't think any of us have, has him ranked as the number one guy nope. in the tight So we're, There's a yeah, lot of so, other options. Right, so we're sitting here, with, we're saying this, and we know that other teams understand Darnell's Washington value and, pos- and potential and ceiling as well, but those other teams also know that Darnell Washington is not, not the, the best, best in the class, which yeah. means first those bests have to come off the board, and I think that's when the Cowboys might have a, a shot. Might be a long shot, but I don't think it's as long as you think. He's my tight end number five. Mm-hmm. And I have four guys in front of him, two first-round grades, and Dalton Kincaid from Utah, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. And then I have three second-round grades, Luke Musgrave right at the top of the second round from Oregon State, and then one player in between, who I'll tell you in a second, and then Darnell Washington. The one player in between. It's possible. It is possible. Actually, I have right now, and this is going to change between now and draft weekend, I have him as 55 on my board total. So he's a top 55 player, and we pick at 58. It's possible. Move up and get him. He's probably going to move up. Period. I think if he's, he's there, if, if he's there at fifty, if he's Start there at calling. fifty, get on the phone. Uh, get on the phone. If he's there at fifty, the guy the that's in between and is another guy that's a mauler. And I think because of the traits of Darnell Washington, he actually has a better chance at falling to you. Sam Laporta from Iowa. I like Sam Laporta. Yeah. He's a downhill bulldozer too. Probably not. He's not the physical specimen. Nobody is. But that he's, Darnell he's Washington a good collar player. Like, exactly. Yeah. But he's from Iowa. Yeah, they, Iowa they boys churn them out. Yeah. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to quickly hit some day three <laughs> potentials coming back right after this on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys.
For one night only, music legends Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks will perform at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. Tickets are on sale right now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. You guys know what else is on sale right now? What's What's that? that? How about the Dallas Cowboys official star magazine draft guide? Mm, Look at this cover. This is phenomenal. So you've got B. John Robinson. You've got Quentin Johnston from TCU. You have Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ohio State and Tyree Wilson. I really don't like seeing the Oregon stuff. But you know what? I'm okay okay with him. We had a we had a Washington player in the past. I'm okay with him because my daughter ran track with his with his sister Mm -hmm. last year. They were on the same relay team, and his other two sisters train out of my facility. So they're they're local Dallas people. He's from the Colony, mm -hmm. played at the Colony High School. Mm -hmm. Which for those of you who don't know the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, it's about ten minutes from where we are right now here at the Star. So right down the street, probably not going to be there for the Cowboys at 26, (laughs) but uh, we like him anyways. Yeah, he's probably gone way 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 before that. Here's here's kind of the reason why all these guys are on the front. They have Texas connections. So we have mm-hmm. this Texas connection article, really nicely done by Jeff Sullivan. Then things get real special. Spicy. How about no guarantee? This is by Ooh. Patrick Walker, special edition of the Science Lab. Get it? What? Science, baby. All day long. It rules. It's science. We all have a uh, we have a first round draft uh, mock draft, and then we have. Scouting reports for every position. How about that? Mm-hmm. And I, I put together these rankings Who and these scout reports. Hmm? Somebody put a cougar in that book. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's them. There's a cougar in that car. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them throughout. So Don't follow me like that. Huh? Yeah, science. <laughs> yeah, science. Uh, yeah, so we've got a, a bunch of cool stuff. You can get this online. There is a digital copy available as well. So Do it. For those of you who don't want the Where do you get it now? physical magazine, DallasCowboys.com. That's right. Isaiah, you got to say it in the Arnold voice. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I, I have tweeted out a couple links, too. So if you want to go on my Twitter, it's there. For you, Cowboys Twitter has posted it as I well. I tweeted it. Um, yeah. Really, really cool magazine. Are you paying for your check mark? Uh, <laughs> no. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm not paying for it. If that gives you an idea, take it and get it over with. Yep. Nope. I have. Uh, yep. No. But uh, yeah. So there you go. So that's your draft magazine that you have to to go and enjoy, have some fun. Are you paying for your check mark? No, I ain't paying for my check mark. I will draw a check mark on there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, go get you a copy. It's really cool. I, I recommend having the physical copy yeah. outside of I'm the I'm nostalgic digital. like that. I like I'm having nostalgic. them. I have them all stacked up on my desk. Yeah. All, you will be my... the smartest one at the draft party. No doubt. No doubt. I, this is my fourth year contributing to the draft magazine. Awesome, you're awesome. Third bro. year doing all of the, the bios. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty proud of what's in here. You're I think awesome. This is really cool stuff. You should stuff. be proud, dude. It's magnificent. Good stuff. That's all right. right. And for those that are behind the scenes and who have who has seen Kyle putting this work in, then you know exactly what it took for him to be able to get you guys this product. So get it, learn, and like Isaiah said, be the smartest person in the room when the draft rolls. Around. And we put some uh, we put some secrets in here too, just so you know. Mm. You got to figure out what those secrets are, but they're in mm, here. A little treasure hunt, a little bit. Uh, all right. Let's say the Cowboys have offensive line, tight end, and linebacker out of the way in the first three rounds. They hit their needs hard. Bam. Boom. Out of the way. Thank you, man. Where are you going next in day three real quick before we wrap things up? D-line. Okay. D-line? Interior. D-line. Interior D-line. Interior. Okay. Put somebody behind Big Hankins. Okay. So you want a nose tackle? I want a nose tackle. You don't want a three technique? No, I want, you want a, a one. I want a one. A, a, a zero. 
<laughs> I want a, a true nose. I want a, I yeah, want a, you, a big you need the T bar too. I want a Gilbert Brown. You want nose to nose. I want a Gilbert Brown. Big well, Nat Sam Adams. Very nice. Big because big when Hankins goes out, I don't want teams to feel like they have an advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Um, and keep th- them fresh too. And and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about day two, day three, there are more than one. It's more than one pick on day three. So if you get that idea, that's great. But if we're talking about somebody that I really want or a position I really want, where's my developmental quarterback? Mm. Right. Let me get my developmental quarterback. And okay. I'm looking at someone like a Clayton Tune in the sixth. Love it. Something like that. Um, I don't know if he's going to last to the sixth. I, I don't know either. But if he's available, and you know, as a flyer, absolutely. I take him as early. What did I have? Would you go fifth? Chance. Would you go fifth on fifth on two? Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, I have. Oh man, I'm, I love talking to him. At the I'm a lot higher on Tune than most people. I like Tune a lot as a developmental guy. I have him as a top 150 player. Ooh, I have him as a fourth round really pick. Really high. I'm a. I have him early fourth. Okay. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm strong on Tune. Yeah. I'm, I'm not high that on high on Tune though. I, oh, I'd. I'd be willing to go as early as a fifth on him, but um, I'm. Circling sixth as far as he, when I would. So there's preferably five, there's there's like three tiers of quarterbacks. Not going for quarterback me. at fourth. I know no, what you're thinking. No, no, don't no, you do it. No, don't you do it. I, there's three tiers of quarterbacks. There's the first round like. guys that are C.J. Stroud, <laughs> Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Then I've got a second tier of guys that's Hendon Hooker. Uh, actually, it's just Hendon Hooker in the second tier. And then the third tier of guys is a jumbled mess of. Jake Hayner from Fresno State, Clayton Toon from Houston, Tanner McGee from Stanford. A lot of teams are really high on Tanner McGee. Some people even had him mocked in the first round. A lot of people like him. I had him I had him pretty high, but not that high. Uh, and then Max Duggan from TCU is in that third tier as well. So lots to look forward to with uh, with some developmental quarterbacks. I think there are some good ones in there. There is, yeah. most certainly. So, yeah, give me my developmental quarterback. You got Cooper Rush back, and you know, kudos to that because it also helps uh, – avoid a glaring need, right? And then you got Will Greer who will battle with Cooper Rush. Um, but, you know, Cooper Rush, he's, he's not getting any younger. And you want to see another step forward from Will Greer or, you know, the, that developmental quarterback might end up taking that spot. So Will Greer's yeah. going to have to fight for his spot as well, and he understands this. So, yeah, developmental quarterback, Jerry Jones says he wants to do it. So I would not expect that day three would expire without it being done. So I hear you talking, Mr. Jones. Mm. Show me. Show it. Oh, there you go. Show if you don't it. like the result, Jerry what, McGuire, huh? what do you Show say? Me. If you don't like the result, then what? Change, change it. it. Change it, baby. Change Time it. to change it with the NFL draft. We'll have more draft talk as we continue along, and we'll continue to get better at uh, at outlining what the Cowboys want. We'll probably know a lot more of the names from the 30 visit by the time we get around next week mm-hmm. as well. So that does it for us. Here on Talking week. Cowboys, got to wait another week. Jeez. Next Tuesday, Sorry. 10 a.m. Central Time, we'll get right back at it. For Chris Beam, for Isaiah Stanback, for Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Here from the star in Frisco and Talking Cowboys, we'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!